You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. My name is John Brown, back for season four. Season four, Philly fans. Eagles season is about to begin. This is what we do. We talk Eagles. We talk Philly sports. Season four made some changes. As you know, my man Vince Villani has moved on. He is now down in Florida. Hoping he's all right down there with the hurricanes and all that. But he is down in Florida working for the Golf Channel. We wish him all the best, but we have made a change. So now, sitting in the co-host seat, you've heard him on this show before. We've talked to him many of times, broken down many things. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the founder, the editor, chief, the head man in charge of TotalSportsLive.com. He is a... what, man, what do you do for the Tribune? I know you work there. What do you do? <laughs> Digital stuff. We'll say the yeah. web. All right, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the chief executive officer in charge of digital stuff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, from the Philadelphia Tribune, from TotalSportsLive.com, Mr. Javon Alford is here today. What's happening, brother? I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad to be here. I mean, it's big shoes to fill with Vince not around. He's graduated, yeah. going to the golf channel. It's, it's, it's really not that big. It's, his feet aren't that big. But I mean, I mean, I mean, he, I mean yeah, he does good work. No, he's he's, he's one of the best. He is. But his, his, his shoes aren't that hard to feel. <laughs> his feet might be bigger than his because he's got you know, Vince ain't a big dude, hey. which is crazy because you know Vince like you know Vince still aspires to be a pro wrestler. Really? Yeah. Mm. And but he's not a big dude. Well, I don't know how that works. Uh, I just watch, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. But look, man, just jump right into it mm-hmm. because we, after months of waiting, Eagles Eagle season is here, brother. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. Cautious. Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, because it's like, look, I've, I've always talked about this. I've talked about this as far as where the Eagles are. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a lifelong fan, the Eagles are the proverbial bad girlfriend. Yes. Who break your heart every year. Yep. But every year you tell yourself that it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, they might change their hair a little bit. They might do something different with their makeup. And you just feel like, you know what? Let me give this another shot. Right. Let me give this another chance. And they break your heart again. As always. Now, now we're, we're we're in year two of the Doug Peterson era. Doug Peterson is here. He's back for another season. Now, they started off well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they jumped out to that 3-0 uh, record at yep. the start of the season. People were thinking, all right, man, this dude's a genius. Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We got this young rookie quarterback who's going to lead us to the promised land, and all these great things are going to happen. And then the rest of the season happened. Yep. Yeah. So – now, you know, given that, you know, now that we have had an entire offseason to kind of separate ourselves from last season, and you can look at it as a whole, I mean, what, for you, and what you saw, like, what is the, like, who are the true Philadelphia Eagles? Are they the guys that started out 3-0, and looked like they were world, you know, world beaters, went out there, you know, and could do no wrong, or are they the guys that struggled down the stretch, Struggled from there on. I mean, they still, you know, towards the end of the season, kind of picked it up, won a couple games right. you know, once it was all over. But what? who are the real Philadelphia Eagles? 
I think that's a tough question to answer because I think they're a microcosm of both. Yeah. And I think when we say, you know, which team it is, they ha- have added a whole bunch of new pieces. So you can say they have the potential to be that 3-0 and team and everything's clicking on the clicking on the right cylinders, but then they have that potential to be that four and nine team that, like you said, struggled. They, you know, they Carson Wentz, you know, had bad interceptions. Like you said, they picked it up towards the end of the season, but there was nothing to play for. You know, they mm-hmm. picked it up against Baltimore and, you know, actually played like, wow, you guys couldn't play like this weeks prior, but then they had games like Cincinnati where they were just they were awful. They were awful. They were awful. Couldn't do anything. Nolan right. Carroll's getting mossed. You know, Carson Wentz throwing sixty times in, in that game. You know, so you don't know what this team. They have the potential to be three and zero, but they can get in their own way of being that team that fell by the wayside. So let me. So, so given that now they've had an off season, they've had an off season where they've made some changes. Mm-hmm. They brought in some young guys. They brought in some free agents. So now as you're looking at it, do you feel like this team is built? Like, you know, we know where this team went wrong. We know what happened with this team, where they struggled last year. Yep. So given that and and knowing that, do you feel like this team has made the changes that they need to move forward? I think they have. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, I think they have, obviously, because we – Remember last season, it was rough. You know, you, yeah. you're dealing with Jordan Matthews as your number one, and no disrespect to Jordan Matthews, but he's not—he's not a number, number one. one. He's, he's not number, a number one. He's a number two, which is perfect. Yeah. And what you got out of him as a number one, as a second round pick, you will take that in a heartbeat mm-hmm. any time of the year. Yeah. But you got to look at who was his complement. God, Nelson Aguilar, who <sighs> we don't know what he is, mm-hmm. and Doral Green Beckham, who couldn't really run routes. So you, they upgraded with that. Yeah, I mean. It's it's crazy because I feel like, honestly, as far as it, I I truly feel like this team did Jordan Matthews a disservice. He's gone now, yes. I understand, but for me, I felt like Jordan Matthews he shined mm-hmm. when Macklin was still here. Yep. Now when Macklin was here and he was the number one, you know, Jordan Matthews just looked he looked like that that number two that you felt could be a number one, mm-hmm. and then. Macklin left. Yep. And honestly, and and I really can't blame the Eagles too much because, you know, uh, Kansas City overpaid him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, given that, you know, it, it's like I I don't hold that against the Eagles, no. but still, it really put Jordan Matthews in a bind because it thrust it thrusted him into that number one spot that he a number one slot he was not ready for. Right, as his second year. It was only his second year in the yeah. league, and they yeah. threw him in there, and like you said, then you're dealing with um, Nelson Aguilar as your number two, and he was only a rookie, so and he had, I think, mean, had a good preseason that year, and everyone's like, oh, wow, you know, he might be something, but he, yeah, he, 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 he wasn't. Yeah, he just dropped everything, and mm-hmm. then DGB they had got last season, you know, he has world of atten- <laughs> world of potential. And where is he now? Exactly. Yeah. But he exactly. had, but he had world of world potential. Of potential you know, yeah. six foot five. He can run. He can catch everything, and he just never panned out to be what a lot of people thought he could be. So now, with them gone, mm-hmm. changes have been made. You know, we're not talking about Jordan Matthews as your no. number one guy anymore. We're not even talking about Jordan Matthews as an eagle anymore. We're now talking about not Alshon Jeffrey. Now, I can't even lie. I wanted Chip to get Alshon Jeffrey. That's how long ago I've wanted, like, why are we watching? Like, 
I've, I've watched him year after year after year in Chicago playing with Jay Cutler, and I'm thinking, you know what? Alshon Jeffrey would compliment Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey could have complimented Mike Vick. Yeah. And he's here. We got him now. He's our number one guy. Our number two guy, Torrey Smith. Things have changed. And Nelson Aguilar has actually had a, a pretty decent summer. Exactly. So, given that, now when we're looking at this uh, this wide receiving core, mm-hmm. what do you think? Are, are, are you impressed? Do you feel like they, they've made enough changes? Oh, at the wide receiver position, definitely, definitely a lot of changes. I mean, it's been a while since this team has had a bona fide number one wide receiver. I mean. Not since Macklin. Not yeah, any. really not since Macklin. And when you look at a wide receiver that, you know, of Alshon's stature, when we're talking size, while they haven't had a number one that his stature since T.O., if you want to say it. And I'm not comparing, you know, his game because T.O.'s ha- ha- borderline no, no. Hall, of, Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer, that's, yeah. and that's for another show. Yeah, he is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. T.O.'s a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, you can let's, – let's, come on. <laughs> there's, there's no debate. There's the, there's, that's – come on. Yeah, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, he has – Alshon, you know, he's a game-breaker. And like you said, we've seen him in Chicago. And it's just like, all right, we see what he can do with Jay Cutler. And now he's in the offense where he has a – young quarterback who, just like Cutler, has a strong arm. Wentz can definitely get the ball down the field. And now Eagles have a legitimate deep threat now with Torrey Smith, who they tried to make a – they tried to piece it together last year with Bryce Truggs, which is no disrespect because mm. Truggs had his moments against the Giants last season where you're like, oh, wow, this like, guy. Like, who's this? Like, he oh, can, okay. He can stretch the field. That's like, what yeah. we need. Yeah, when he's not arguing with Uber drivers over aux cords, yeah. Bryce Truggs is all right. Yeah. But let me let – me, let me, let me, there's something about this, this wide receiving core that kind of scares me, actually, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. What is it? All right. They're very good. They're very good. Right. And Doug Peterson is the coach. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson is a disciple of Andy Reid. Yes. What does Andy Reid like to do? He likes to throw, throw the, the ball. ball. A lot. Yes. A lot. Running the ball is a foreign language. Running the ball is a foreign language. And, and it's it's even less of a foreign it's, it's I should say it's even more of a foreign language <laughs> to Doug Peterson. Yeah. And it scares me now because I'm sitting here because it, it kind of brings me to the next point, this running game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sold that they have one. Right. Which makes me think that they're going to try and rely more and more on the passing, passing game, which will put more and more pressure on Carson Wentz, who is still only in his second year. And that scares me. That scares me. It scares me to think that we're going to sit here and we have this young quarterback who is talented, mm-hmm. who has talent, who can throw the ball, who right. can put the ball in the air, but we don't need to be asking him to put the ball in the air 50, 60 times a game. No. But it's like with the running game that they have, mm-hmm. that might be the only option. Yeah, it might definitely be the only option when we, like you said, you look at the running game, you know, they don't have a premier feature back you know it's not like Dallas they have you know Ezekiel Elliott we saw how that how he helped Dak Prescott because Mm -hmm. the Cowboys didn't have to depend on him Mm -hmm. throwing you know 40 50 times a game they can just say oh we'll just hand it off to Zeke and just let him go to work Mm -hmm. Eagles you're kind of like who's gonna be the guy that takes the reins and that's why you know they that's why they kept five running back because it's like 
we don't know who's going to be inactive. It depends, and I think they said that. Like, it depends on the game plan, whoever they devise it. Doesn't it seem like they're, it seems like the Eagles are, they have a pot, you know, I don't want to call them crap, but still, it's like they got a big bowl of crap. Yes. And they're throwing it against the wall to see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And that's what's keeping five running backs. Like, one, we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen Darren Sproles all summer. Which is good. You know, um, good, bad, what, you know, what? we haven't seen him. Mm-hmm. So, you, you have no clue what's going on with him. No. And then you got these four running back. You got four other guys. You, you know, you got Smallwood, who you barely saw. You got this new guy, Pumphrey, who, well, I'm look, how he returns kicks and how he runs the ball might be two different things. Very two different things. But it didn't look but promising. But it didn't, it didn't look promising. Uh, who else? Um, you got Corey Clement. Corey Clement. The undrafted free agent that all the Eagles fans were rooting for this summer. Every preseason we do this. We always look for the, the yes. great hope. And, and you know what, the, know what the problem is? I think and I think that speaks to a bigger problem with this, the Eagles and the problems that they have. Drafting. It's like not just not just drafting, but it's like they always went. It's like they, they rally and so desperately want that guy who wins against all odds. Mm-hmm. And it's like. It doesn't have to be that way. No. You know, you can have a great quarterback, and he can be great by you building around him. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't have to. It's like Carson. We Carson Wentz doesn't have to be great by picking up the slack for, you know, a lagging running game. Yep. You could just get him a running game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like look look at all the things that and, and look at all the things that Donovan McNabb had to make up for. In his tenure, yeah, and uh, you might not, you know, you might not remember, but for for a long time, Eagles fans look at all the things that Randall Cunningham had to make up for. You know, when it was just like, how about instead of you have this dynamic quarterback who can run the ball and can mm-hmm. do all these spectacular things, right? Instead of saying, "Hey, you know, we have him, so we'll be all right," how about get him some help? Yeah. You have this young quarterback. You know he's the future. So instead of sitting here saying, okay, look, you know, we got this guy. He can put the ball in the air. He's good. Mm-hmm. Get him a running back. Yeah. Get him a running back. Why hasn't that happened yet? I think, well, first and foremost, I think it comes down to drafting, number one. I think they didn't, in the past two drafts, they haven't used early picks to address the running game. And, I mean, we saw last 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 draft they drafted Wendell Smallwood, I think, in the fifth round. So yeah. I mean, that's cool and everything, but again, you're pinning your hopes on a day three running back and hoping mm-hmm. that he becomes something. And this year they did the same thing. They're in the fourth round, they're spending a pick on, you know, on a Donnell Pumphrey where, you know, again, Eagles fans, they got excited because they're like, Oh my god, we got the, you know, NCAA, you know, rushing yards leader. Mm-hmm. 6,000 yards rushing, you know, beat Ron Dane's record. Like, this guy actually might be something. He might be the next Sproles. And putting that expectation on him so early, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so you got those two things. And then, like you mentioned, Corey Clement. Again, we're hoping for a UDFA to make the roster. And then, obviously, we have LeGarrette Blunt, who, you know, a lot of people have been down on. Down on, but it's like I, I look at – I'm I'm not as down on him as I'm have been down on the early play calling. Right. You have Legarrette Blount, who is in in everything that he is, he is a north south 
straight ahead, put your head down, and run mm-hmm. between the tackles, guy. Right. And all they've done with him is sweep to the outside. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm not wrong in what I what I've seen. Right. You saw you saw that too, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. He's north south, and he and he did and this is the same thing with Chip Kelly. They didn't they did the same thing with Marco Murray. They're running him yep. east west instead of downhill. Letting these guys pick. They're better when they're picking up steam and knocking guys backwards. And it's like, it could, you know, you could easily say that when you're talking about this offense, mm-hmm. that the strong point, even more than the wide receiving, uh, the wide receivers and your tight ends, like the strong point could be this O line. Yep. You know, you have an improved, slim down, getting stronger, Jason Kelsey at center. You have Lane on the right side, a drug-free Lane, <laughs> Lane drug Johnson free. on the right side. You got and, and you got uh, Jason Peters still who could still do it, mm-hmm. who could still go yep. on the left side. So if you have, you know, you still have a couple of bookend tackles. Mm-hmm. You have a good center. You have some. You got some pretty decent guards. Yeah. And you have a north-south runner who's coming off a Super Bowl. Why are you running sweep city outside? It's it's. It's questionable to be honest with you, and that's the thing, play calling, you know. You have you use him short yardage and to go north south. If you want to go east west, you use Wendell Smallwood. You use Darren Sproles in those situations. You want LeGarrette Blunt to get those two, three yards and be effective in the red zone because that's where the Eagles have consistently struggled at in the red zone. So so let me ask you this. So now with given this off season Mm-hmm. Given this offseason, what you've seen from the offense, and then given what you've seen as a whole all last season, do you? I'm, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in Doug Peterson as a play caller? We're getting into it early. Yeah, we going. We tough. going there. That's what we do on this show. We that's, go there. That's a tough question. Um, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in him to an extent. It's just what he does in the crunch time moments yeah. in the challenges. Mm-hmm. It's like the same things with Andy Reid. Andy mm-hmm. Reid, you know, time management mm-hmm. and knowing when to challenge a call. Yeah. So I I'm a little frustrated and I'm and and, and, I, and I feel like I I feel the end of my rope coming. Mm-hmm. Like I could I could clearly be at the end of my rope this season with him. Right, you know, first time I see Legarrette Blunt run to the outside. Oh yeah, yeah, I I just might that that well, might like be third it. and two. Third, yeah, thirty and two. He's running. They're running sweep city outside. Yes, I could very well be at the end of my rope, but you know, it is it it, it kind of it that kind of gets into what has been the talk mm-hmm. this week yep. on talk radio and in the magazines and on the blogs and on uh, social media. You know, people are kind of putting this as a must-win game for the Eagles. And you know what? And one, it's like, when when you see that, when you see situations like that, you know what that speaks to? It speaks to a long history of a team sucking. Yep. When you suck for a long time, mm-hmm. that's what, that's that's the kind of – And you don't see no promise going see, forward. Yeah, when you've sucked for a long time. And right. unfortunately, the Eagles have sucked for a long time. Yeah, mediocre. Right? They've been mediocre. They've been garbage. They've had – there's been some <laughs> bad Eagles teams. All right? Look, they're still my team. I still love them. Right. But they've been 
bad. Yeah. There have been some bad teams. And when you have bad teams, stories that shouldn't be stories are stories. Mm-hmm. That's why you have the stories you had last year. That's why you got front page of the you know, newspapers is Bryce Treggs arguing with an Uber driver over an aux cord. That's true. That's that's what you get. Or two years ago on the Thanksgiving on the, on the Thanksgiving Day massacre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that th- those are the things that happen. So now you're sitting up here talking. Is is this a must win game for for the Eagles? And, and I mean, people, let's look common sense. <laughs> people reach. People like to reach. Yeah, they they like to reach. So. So given that, I mean, how must win could this could it, it's week one? It's week one against a team that we've not had a lot of history, you know, haven't had good history against. Right. And you're on the road, mm-hmm. and you're st- and this team still has holes. Yes, there's you know, it's okay to have promise. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be to feel good about what you're doing right. and what you have, but this team has holes. So given that, how must win of a game could this be? I mean, for people to hype it up like this is must win, I understand it because this is a division game. And you don't want to start out 0-1 and then 0-1 your division. Going in conjunction with that, the, how the Eagles schedule starts, you know, they're on the road at Washington, they're at Kansas City, and then they're home against the Giants, and then they're back on the road against San Diego, which isn't easy. I know a lot no, of people might say all. San Diego might be a win, but mm-hmm. San Diego has the defense, mm-hmm. and they can put up points. That's, I mean, this. I mean, let's. We need. Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I mean, I think on paper and in essence, you're sitting there and you're looking at it, it's the first game of the season mm-hmm. on a team that has holes. It's still in a still rebuilding. Right. So, given that, yeah, I understand that it's not it's not must win. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you know, to play if if I can play devil's advocate, you see what the Eagles have going on in the next couple of weeks. You know, you see Kansas City waiting in the wings. You know, you got, you know, you got the way, you got to go out west. And there's a lot of road games to start the season. Mm-hmm. And it's like they need any win, you know, they need any momentum that they can get. Right. You know, you see, you sit there and they lose this game against uh, Washington. You could, you, you know, you could feasibly see this team starting the season 0-5. Yeah. 0-5. And you know, heads. This team starts the season on five. Oh, somebody's getting fired. Somebody's getting a lot. You know, it's not even. It's not even going to be one person. You're going to see multiple firings, and that might not even be fair given the holes that this team has. Oh, yeah. and the schedule that they have. Right. But still, nonetheless, you could see zero and five. And that's you know, and that's scary to. To think about it, like you said, this team has holes. This team is trying to put themselves back together again from the Chip Kelly era. This is literally what happens when you have someone that has dismantled the team and they're still trying to put the pieces back. They still haven't found a franchise running back. They still struck out on in the secondary. I mean, they traded for Ronald Darby, and hopefully Darby returns to the form that he was as a rookie. But you're – Waiting for Sidney Jones if he can be healthy, but when he gets healthy, but when he gets healthy, what is he? We don't know. It's like waiting for Ben Simmons. What is Ben Simmons? We don't know. Same thing. And B, we don't know, but we found out. But that's the risk you take. But there's still holes in that defense. There's still holes on the offense, especially when you look at the running game. And you're gonna have to kind of play a ball control type game a ball control type game when you have no stud running back yeah that's what 
and, and it's like I really did not want to start the show, the first show of the season, mm-hmm. all doom and gloom. But when right. you sit there and you lay out all these pieces, when you, when you put the pieces in front of you, when you're looking at this team as a whole, and it's like, I still feel like there's room for, op, you know, optimism. Oh, yeah. You know, I, you know, we could very well come back next week and just be like, yo. Beat Washington. <laughs> we beat Washington. Let's keep it going. It's possible. It's, it is possible. It is very possible, but you know, there's still, you know, there, there's still a reality to it mm-hmm. that there are issues. Yep, there are issues with, you know, with this team, and that brings, you know, that brings me around to, you know, I guess it brings me back to Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. You know, it, do you feel like even now, with just one season under his belt, do you think he's on the hot seat? Uh, I think he might be. I think he might be, and I don't know why. I think they seen what happened with Chip Kelly and how fast that they let that linger on. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they want to get in that same situation mm-hmm. where he's continually to make the same mistakes over and over again and not making adjustments and not doing what he's supposed to do. And you could see them saying, you know what, let's not go down this, you know, path again and let's, you know, clean up the, clean up the mess before it actually get started so i think he is on the hot seat which may or may like you said may or may not be fair due to the talent that he's having to deal with right now well here's the thing i, I do feel like he's on the hot seat but i i guess the the one difference that i see in peterson and chip kelly was mm-hmm. chip, chip kelly as they were struggling and as they the team had their problems chip kelly was steady alienating people yep you know, he was turning away people. Mm-hmm. He was sending good players away. And you're not seeing that with, with Peterson yet. Yeah. You know, Peterson seems to have a good rapport with his with his players. Yeah, they go He's to bat for him. Yeah, you know. And you, I get, there's, there's a different aura around this team. Now, you hope that somehow that translates into wins. <laughs> you know, that's the most important thing. You hope it translates into wins. Right. But nonetheless, I, I, I feel like, you know, Yes, he's on the hot seat for as far as results mm-hmm. because, you know, things have to change. You know, you want to see some more wins get, on, you know, get put on the table. Right. But I, I feel like, you know, if you see some improvement, mm-hmm. like if you if you can develop a couple of these diamonds in the rough, you know, you have all, you know, you have these five running backs, you know, if you can develop. I mean, let, let, let's let's take uh, Darren Sproles off the table, all right? Because Darren Sproles is what he is. We know yeah. what Dar- Darren Sproles is. So, if you can make a Wendell Smallwood into a feature back, you know, if, or you know, whether it be Smallwood, Clement, or Pumphrey, because you also know what you got with uh, Legarrette Blount too. Right. All right. Those, those two guys, they are what they are. You know, and 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 they'll help in the way that they help out. But if Doug can somehow make a star. You know, and, and I don't know if he can. I don't know. I don't know if he can, and I don't know if he can with this group of with this group of guys. Right. But if you know that that magic word, if if he could somehow pull that off, you know, I, I think even a disappointing season could still yield him. You know, another year. Yeah, and I think that's true. You just have to, you know, play to these guys' strengths. You know, and I mean, Andy Reid said this all the time. Like how to you know, put my players in the better posi- in the best position to win. And it's the same thing with Peterson. You've got to use these guys, you know, to their strengths, which means you got LeGarrette Blunt up there, you run them downhill. You got Sproles, get them out there in the screen game, get them on a the linebacker, let them go to work. Same thing with Pumphrey. You 
do the same thing. Get them out on a linebacker and see what you get from him. Smallwood, you don't know. He's got the size. He's got the production from college to say, you know, he may be something. He played in a more spread type offense at West Virginia, so maybe there is something. But now that's going to take coaching to say, develop these guys and see what you get from them. Because if you can, like you said, if you develop one of them, then maybe that saves you your job and you can't be here for another year. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see because, yeah, you know, you, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if we saw, you know, Doug Peterson go on the hot seat. And the problem is, if Doug is on the hot seat, mm-hmm. Howie's on the hot seat. Yep. Howie Roseman is on the hot seat because he's brought these guys in, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it's at the point where him and Doug, to me, they're they're joined at the hip. Yeah. You know, I think, yes, Jeffrey Lurie is a patient dude. You know, you saw that with Andy Reid and how right. long he stayed. But I think he also, you know, just like you said, you know, you don't want to let things linger. And he saw, and he, I think he. It's know, starting to wear thin a little bit. Yeah. yeah he's seeing everybody else getting rings and he still mm-hmm. hasn't got one. He's, he's seen done. Robert Kraft come back with rings all over his mm-hmm. fingers and he's you know, not there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he's, got ring, he's, he's run out of fingers. And that's not him. And for all those years that Jeffrey Lurie wanted to call the Eagles the gold standard and mm-hmm. want to act like they're, you know, they're right up there with the Patriots. Patriots got hardware to prove that they belong. Yep. Eagles do not have that. Nah. And you're sitting there and you, you're trying to rebuild and you have a general manager who's not necessarily getting the players to get that done. And you got a coach who can't, who might not be able to really put the players in a position to win. Mm-hmm. So... So, if, if that's what you got, something's got to give, you yeah. know. Some, some, something definitely has to give. All right, look, let's take a break. Let's talk. We'll talk more Eagles. All right. All right. All right good. We're gonna take a quick break here on the best in the world sports report, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the best in the world sports report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com. Philly sports fan looking for extensive coverage of your favorite local pro and college teams, go to totalsportslive.com. Total Sports Live is your one-stop shop for all the news you need to know in the Philadelphia sports scene. Be sure to follow Total Sports Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you need to know Philly sports, get to know totalsportslive.com. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. in the world sports report just a reminder you can catch us every saturday on phillygoflow.com at 8 a.m now they've they've switched their their lineup too oh really uh, yeah they switched their lineup now before before now last season when we were on it was uh 
early morning 80s. Yep. Then it was us. Then it was the reggae show. Things have changed. The reggae show is now first. Oh, wow. So it's the reggae show mm-hmm. from five to eight. And then, uh, then, us, then it's us. Then it's early morning 80s. So you get your dreadlocks. You have us. Then you, Jer- the then you go to the Jerry Curls. <laughs> Dreadlocks, us, Jerry Curls. Every Saturday morning on phillygoflow.com. Shout out to my man Patrick Manley. He's down with us. He's hosting the night. He's hosting the night mode show. Yes. All right. You know, all the slow jams and all that. So I try. I try so hard to have a deep voice and be smooth like him. Right. It never works. <laughs> my, my smooth voice is so corny. I, I can't help it. Anyway. Back to the Eagles, back to the best in the world sports report. Once again, uh, just a reminder, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at any time, at BITW Sports. Mm-hmm. All right? At BITW Sports. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's us. All right, back to the Eagles. All right? Mm, let's do it. With this, you being your, this, your first show right. as a co-host, it's time to bring you in on a tradition, what we do on this show. All right. All right. We have a game that we play, mm-hmm. and we call it faux real or faux fake. I'm going to give you names. You know, there are three rounds to this. All right, mm-hmm. three rounds, three names, and you're going to tell me and the listening public whether you feel like this person is faux real or faux fake. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Can you handle us? I hope I can. All right. Faux real, faux fake with Javon Alford of Total Sports Live on Best in the World Sports Report. Here we go. Round one. We're going to start with the rookies, and we'll start with our number one pick of the draft, defensive end, Derek Barnett. Faux real or faux fake? Faux real. Faux real why? Because this guy's a pass rushing specialist. Yes. He's had, I want to say, what, 30? I think it's like 33 QB hurries yep. or 33 mm-hmm. sacks or something like yeah. that. Dude's a monster. He broke Reggie White's uh, yeah. record yeah. at Tennessee. If yeah. you can do that, you're yeah. pretty if, special. If, yeah, if you're a player, if there's any, you know, if you're a football player and there's some some way that you're now in a discussion with Reggie White, you're doing something right. Now let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Right now, I, I don't even know if he start if he's slated to be a starter to start the season. Right. But how long? How you know? How deep into this season do you think it'll be before you're seeing Derek Barnett start and Vinnie Curry move to the bench? Um, I might say five games. Five games. I'll give it five. Okay, five games, and you, you think you'll see Derek Barnett starting? Okay, right. I believe it. I, I think it. So that's a faux real for Derek Barnett. Let's move on to the second round. Our second round pick, Sidney Jones. Faux real. Faux real. Right. Well, right now he's on the faux real injured list. <laughs> How could he be for real? And he's not even going to be playing. The potential. Potential. The All potential. Right. So you, you feel good about this? I, I'm. I'm, I'm, I have said, mm-hmm. and for the people who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and have heard me, I have said since the end of the season last year that I needed their at least their, their first, their second, and at least their third round pick starting mm-hmm. on week one. You've heard me say this. Yes. You've heard me say this repeatedly. You heard me say this repeatedly, 
and now you're telling me that the guy that they drafted in the second round might not play at all this year. Yeah. But yet he's he's for real. Yes. For the potential. I'm telling you the potential right. of this guy is a you know, he's a shutdown corner. Mm-hmm. And Washington he, you know, despite his size, I got picks. He really good cover corner now. Was he my first option? Yeah, it was my first option. Really? On my board. Yeah. On on your board. So you yes. you had them picking Sidney Jones in the second round. Well, in the first round. Really? Yes. Really? So he's you're a first round. He was a he's a first round talent. Okay. Did you think Derek Barnett would fall to the Eagles when they when they picked him? No, I thought it actually I thought he would go later later, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. of Hassan Reddick, you know. Okay. That's why. All right. Well no okay. So you got two four reels. Yes. So now that brings us now, all right. That brings us to the third player. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to skip down a couple rounds. <laughs> you, we, we've all look. We've all seen this dude this 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 preseason. Fifth round pick, Danelle Pumphrey. Full real or full fake? Full fake. Full fake. Not right. a believer. No. Now, was it because of his play, or were you just not a believer all along? I mean, partly is partly his play, and I think you know, people put too much stock into you know into numbers they put too much stock into what he did in college no disrespect to the you know mountain west conference but you know we saw tyler Irvin of san jose state last year dominate but he's not really playing a major role same size as pumphrey and everything mm-hmm. so based on that and then i felt like in the fourth round in general i had other running backs rated higher than pumphrey on my board i'd rather them take you know samaj Piron, who's mm-hmm. with you know the with Washington or Marlon Mack, who's with Indianapolis, or uh, Tariq Cohen, who's smaller than Pumphrey, but I feel more confident in his mm. skills. HBCU guy, bro. All of the HBCU listeners out there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Carolina Respect. A&T. Yeah, well, that's North Carolina A&T. That's my father's school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, that, wow. That's 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 <laughs> one one day I'm I'm gonna have to get into. In fact, I'll, I'll do it right now. It's my show. I can do it. Yes, you can. All right, real quick. All right. We're deep in 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 the MEAC conference. Mm-hmm. Me, Morgan, and me and my mother, mm-hmm. Morgan, my father, North Carolina A and T, my brother, my sister, my sister's husband, his sister, and my son, my oldest son, all Howard. Wow, that's what dinner. That's what dinner is like at our house. I'm a, oh my gosh! Yeah. Imagine you, you, you're in a family and, like, everyone went to a Big Ten school. Mm-hmm. Like, you got Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, a couple of Michigan State people. Yeah. And, and, and just that's that's what it is for black schools in, in my house. I believe it. Everybody's uh, talking trash. Uh, oh, all the time. It doesn't stop. Hey, well, Howard's, doesn't, got, Howard's got the, got the yeah, one up right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but Morgan's not too, not too behind. Yeah. They just lost to Townsend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. They could beat Rutgers. They could, and and if they do, oh, you're, oh, 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 I'll be waiting for the Facebook. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Let me tell you something. All right, look, I understand we talk about Philly sports here. There's a right. Philly sports podcast, but I'm telling everyone now, everyone, if you're listening, if Morgan State beats Rutgers, I'm switching the whole <laughs> the whole format. <laughs> what we're talking about it will be will change. All right. All right, let's get back to this. Let's, let's get back to the Eagles real quick. Uh, thank you for indulging me oh, on that. No uh, problem on, on that tangent. <laughs> All right, moving on. Full real or full fake with Javon off of Total Sports Live on the Best in the World Sports Report. Let's move on to these free agent signings. All right, mm-hmm. full real or full fake Alshon Jeffrey. Full real. Full real. Why? 
Um, I think just based off his, you know, talent, every year he's been in the league, he's, you know, he's he's put up numbers. I mean, minus him getting hurt, you know, the hammy, I think that concerns everybody, his injuries, and obviously the PEDs last year being spent four games to kind of scare people off, but mm-hmm. the dude's playing on a contract here. He wants yeah. to get paid. He wants to get paid. Do you think, one, do you think he will get paid, and two, will he get paid by the Eagles? Will we be paying him? Well, not we, but no. <laughs> I ain't paying him. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the Eagles definitely will pay him. If he performs well halfway into the season, you know how he likes to lock up these guys in the mm-hmm. middle of the season. Yep. I could definitely see that because you don't want him to get on the market with, you know, because Washington is probably going to be looking because mm-hmm. Pryor's only on a one-year deal. So they mm-hmm. might be thinking, all right, if we can't get Pryor, mm-hmm. maybe we get Alshon. We could still get prior. We could do that too. We, we, we still, I, I I'm love, not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it either. All right, let's flip. Let's, let's flip to the other side of the ball real mm-hmm. quick. Uh, didn't get him in free agency, but it got him with a trade. Ron Darby. Um. Oh man, he's wavering. I, I can see. I can see the wheels I, I, turning. I don't want to. I don't want to say. Go ahead, say it, man. Say it, man. Say it, man. Go ahead, say it. Say it. Both fake. Wow. Yes. The guy we traded Jordan Matthews, you got him both fake? Yes. Why? Because I, be- I trust Jordan Matthews more. Really? Yes. Really? So when when you, when you when that word came down, mm-hmm. Jordan Matthews is gone. Right. You were disappointed. Very much so. Really? Yeah, because well, because you got to think about this. If you don't have Alshon, Jeffrey, or Torrey Smith next year because they're both technically on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. Yeah. Even if you got Torrey Smith, you're in trouble. Oh my goodness! I don't even want to think about. I don't, I don't because because yeah. now you're dependent on Nelson Aguilar. You're dependent on Mac Hollins. Oh my goodness! Which is nothing wrong with Mac Stop, Hollins. Man. You're gonna make me cry. Uh, you d- you then you're dependent on Shelton Gibson, who can't catch anything. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't I don't I don't I don't want to I don't, I don't want to think like that. I don't I'm I don't want to think I'm like just that telling at all. You, Darby is an upgrade. Mm-hmm. He's an upgrade in the secondary, but. Can he get the interceptions? He has a bunch of pass breakers, which is great, but mm-hmm. you got to catch something. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's come back to the let's come back to the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Went defense, went offense, went defense. Now we're back on offense, and that brings us back to Torrey Smith. Right. For real or for fake? For real. For real. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna disagree real quick. Really? Uh, yeah. I wanted him to bring back. To, I wanted him to bring back Jeremy Macklin. When I saw Jeremy Macklin and Torrey Smith on the free agent market, mm-hmm. I was like, both of y'all need to go back to the t- your your respective teams. I wanted Deshaun, but okay. No, I did not want Deshaun. I'm, really? I'm good. That ship has sailed on you, Deshaun. You, you didn't want Jackpot? No. You didn't I'm, want to bring I'm, back I'm, the Jackpot? I'm good. <laughs> uh, of, of, of the players that Chip Kelly jettisoned out of here, mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson is the one I missed. The least. Oh, that still that still upsets me to this day. It, that they got rid of yes. Deshaun Jackson. Yes. No, I, I I was really like, see, here's here's the thing. When he got rid of Deshaun Jackson, I was really peace. All right, dude, <laughs> I'm good. All right, you 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 can leave. All right, you know, Chip, not quite sure what you're doing, but peace. Now, when it was shady, is like, um, oh yeah, I, I was um, heard about that too. Um, yeah, yeah I, I was like. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. Um, right. Let, let, let's see what, where, where you're going with this. I'm not quite sure if I, uh, I, I believe this. Now, when it, you know, when it was Deshaun, I'm just like, all right, dude, you're, you're, you're gone. All right, I, I was good. Because we still had Macklin at the time. Yeah, so I'm like, true. all right, you know, I'm, 
Bye. <laughs> but but when you got rid of Shady, it's like uh, okay, uh, okay, we we might not miss him. Uh, um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's let's see what you want to do here. But when it came time, when it came time to bring one of those guys back, you had Tory Smith out there, you had Deshaun Jackson out there, you had Jeremy Macklin out there. I'm like, okay, cool. Get me Jeremy Macklin. I would love to see Jeremy Macklin. And Jordan Matthews, I would love even more to see Jeremy Macklin and Alshon Jeffrey. Let Tory Smith go back to Baltimore, play with Joe Flacco, end your career out there. And Deshaun, peace. You know, I'm, I'm good on Deshaun. But, you know, it didn't, it didn't work that way. No. Now, Macklin's down there in Baltimore, not playing with Joe Flacco because he's hurt. And we got Tory Smith. So, I like, you know... I'm not saying that Torrey Smith sucks, but mm-hmm. there were other players out there that I would have preferred over Torrey Smith. So for that, I say Torrey Smith both fate. I feel you. I'm not going to disagree with that. Valid points. All right. Look, that brings us now. That brings us to the final round. Mm-hmm. Round three of full, full real or full fate. All right. You're doing good so far. I'm proud of you. All right. <laughs> you, 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 you're doing fine. Okay. Now let's just talk about the NFC East as a whole. Mm-hmm. All right. Look, we know the Eagles. Look, we're we're an Eagles podcast, right. so we're gonna say the Eagles are for real. Now, yeah. real what? That still remains to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. But let's talk about these other three teams in this division. Let's start with the team they're playing on Sunday: the Washington Redskins. Washington Redskins, for real or for fake? For fake. For fake. Why? Quarterback. Really? You're not a Kirk Cousins guy? No. Really? No. Not at all. Huh? No. They, they 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 try to make him into something that he's not. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I believe it. Both fake on on Kirk Cousins. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's let's keep it going. But what about? I mean, well, I mean, outside. Yeah. Of, I mean, I, I mean, they got a nice wide receiver in Terrell Pryor, but yes. no one else after that. I mean, they're mm-hmm. putting their hope in the John Docks and make mm-hmm. if he'll turn into something. Yeah. Jameson Crowder could become a good slot guy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Eagles running back. You don't know who's. The guy there, feel sorry for anybody that drafted a Washington running back in fantasy because you don't know who's going to be that guy. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. Because you know. (laughs) I'm not looking at you like that. You know darn well I drafted a Washington (laughs) running back for my fantasy team for the the, uh, Total Sports Live. I totally forgot about that. What is it, Rob Kelly? I I think so. Yeah. You know what? I, I hate you, man. I mean, it's all right. You just wanted to rub that in. I didn't even. I totally. I forgot that you, know, you it, drafted them. All right, and that's and that's that's something for another day because my fantasy team sucks. <laughs> all right, I just sat and looked at it. All my wide receivers at the bye week, the same week. I can't believe I didn't realize it. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another story. All right, Washington Redskins faux fake. Moving on, the New York Football Giants. For real. Really. Really. Yep. Now, what, what is it about them? I mean, I, I mean, you know, Eli. Eli's going to be Eli. Yeah. You know, there's going to be times he looks real good. There's going to be times he looks real crappy. But in the end, you're going to win a lot of games. And he's going to, when the games count, mm-hmm. when the games are on the line, Eli Manning's going to put you in a position to win. Exactly. You got- and then you got Odell Beckham, who might be pretty shady as a person. Oh, my gosh. I can't <laughs> believe he said that. <laughs> he might be pretty shady as a person. I can't speak to his person. <laughs> he's a character. Very much, uh, but he's going to catch a lot of balls. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. So I, I mean, I I, 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 I can believe that the New York Giants are, are, are for real. I think they got a coach now. You know, a good coach, right. a coach they could believe in. Unfortunately, man, who could quite possibly be a better coach than we have here? But you know, 
Uh, that, that's jury still, still out. Saying. Yeah, jury's still out. But do you think that defense? I mean, that I mean, that's that's the question. The defense in their running game because they're. I mean, it seems like with the exception of Dallas, right? With running, Zeke, yeah. You know, the, the the story of the NFC East is a whole bunch of unnamed, unproven running backs. Yeah, and that's the that's the big question for the Giants. I mean, you mentioned the defense. I think the defense is pretty okay. I mean, you look at their secondary; they're pretty straight. I mean. Um, Dominic Rodgers, Camardi, and Janoris Jenkins on the outside. Then you got Landon Collins, who's elevated his game to to the next level. We saw that last year, so I'm not worried about them. I mean, pass rush. We'll see what you can get. You don't have Jonathan Hankins no more in the middle, so you're gonna hope and maybe hopefully get something out of Jason Pierre-Paul and his nine fingers, but. Okay. <laughs> so really, after, I, I mean, so you, you, you did you just really try to call me out for making fun of Odell Beckham and his his you, personality? Yes. And then you took a finger shot at, at JPP. Hey, everybody been taking finger shots at JPP. Yeah, you know, it's because they're laying all over the floor. But you know, that's, that's <laughs> a whole look, other story. They, 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 they did a screenshot they, of Madden, and he uh, had all uh, ten fingers, and he was like, like was "This like, isn't realistic." Like, yeah, they was like, "You got a glitch in the exactly, game." You got a glitch. <laughs> Who gave this man ten fingers? <laughs> all right, that, that, well, you know where that that leads. You got forward. You got full fake for the Redskins, full real for the Giants. You know what that what that brings us to? The Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Full real or full fake? Full fake. Yes. One more time. For real. I'll give you another chance to answer that question. Dallas Cowboys, for real or for fake? For fake. Why? Their defense. They have not upgraded their defense at all. And there's only so much that Ezekiel can do because he's only playing in week one, week two and seven. He's Mm -hmm. out. You're going to depend on Darren McFadden to kind of run the ship? I don't think so. Uh, well, I this mean, is, this their is, defense is very suspect. I mean, their defense is very you suspect. You got Nolan Carroll on the outside. But you, that is true. That's a suspect defense, but you still got Dak Prescott. You still got Dez Bryant, and you got that offensive line. Yeah. So I think that's an offensive line that's going to put on a lot of points. So they're they're going to score a lot of points. And it sickens me because I feel like I've done – I feel like I've sat here in this show and gave props to the Cowboys and mm-hmm. gave props to the Giants. Yep. That makes me sick. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm really gonna get ill. <laughs> I, I really feel like I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna get sick. But the fact of the matter, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and th- to me, it's like I would love to say, you know what, no Zeke for six weeks. Right. But I, I still feel like, you know what, th- this could change. I, I, I you know, you're, you're still. It's, it's like. If one, I feel like I'd probably be angrier at the Zeke Elliott situation mm-hmm. if he played for another team. Right. Like if he was anybody else, I'd be like, "Yo, this is garbage." He's out there about to suspend this dude. He ain't mm-hmm. been found guilty of no crime, but right. he plays for the Cowboys. So I'm sitting there like, "Yo, that's messed up." But if that's the decision you're gonna make, uh, uh, I guess we gotta live by it. You gotta live with it. You gotta live with it. You know, I'm, I'm more willing to live with it now because. He's a cowboy. Right. You know, he played for, like, the Bills or, or the Bears or something. Feel sorry for him. Yeah, I, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I would. All right, so you got two folks. So so, so given that, mm-hmm. your 2017-2018 NFC East winners are? New York Giants. Second place. Dallas. <sighs> 
no, he's in third, fourth place. Because if, if Dallas isn't, if, if you got the if you got the Giants in first, Dallas in second, that means the Eagles ain't making the playoffs. Possibly, so, three can get in. Three could get in. I mean, I'm, it's not impossible. Three could get in because I'm not too sure what's going to happen in the North. Not too sure. I think the West is probably one team, maybe two team and then the south they're just gonna beat each other up so okay all right so then that brings us to expectations Mm -hmm. that brings us to expectations we're now looking we we, we've discussed it and we haven't talked a lot about the defense and i think and that's that's something we'll probably have to get into at at a later date because we'll see we'll see what's going on with this defense because like you know like you talked about with uh barrett uh uh, barrett excuse me bennett barnett (laughs) God, I'm all over the place today. <laughs> you know, I think that defensive line is improved. Much, I think much improved. I think they're deep. This is going to be a team that's going to get I – mean, sacks are coming back, yes. all right? I like BG. I like Brandon Graham mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, because he still doesn't block me. I'm not. I'm not one of the millions of people in this area he blocks. <laughs> I'm good. So I'm good where he's where he's concerned. I like him. I, you know, I think, I think either way, just depending on where they go, if, it, if they pair it up, Graham mm-hmm. and Curry, that's good. Right. G- Graham and Barnett. Barnett. <laughs> Got my paper right here. I had to look. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but Graham and Barnett could be better. Yeah. You know, I. The bottom line is, you know, you know. You have about you have four defensive ends who could start, and then and you're talking about your defensive ends. We're not even talking about Fletcher Cox, and you know on or the Tim inside Jernigan. or Tim Jernigan. And I talked to my and, and a shout out to him. I talked to my good friend Bruce Cunningham down from uh, in Baltimore, and I because when we signed him, mm-hmm. and people were talking about how great of a signing that was, and how they couldn't believe we signed him. And I'm like Bruce, everybody up here is talking about how great of a signing this is. If he's so great. Why did the Ravens get rid of him? Right, and he was just basically like, "Look, they had a young guy that yeah. uh, that they liked, that they really liked. Um, they didn't want to pay. They him. didn't want to pay him. So unfortunately, he's a really good player that they just had to walk away from. And he came here, you know, for a pretty, you know, yeah, and break Down the bank trade. So it worked yeah. out. So to me, all right, I'm good. I'm good. That's a front four that can put pressure on the quarterback. And even though we're still not sold on the defense and they're on the secondary, right. we're still not sold on these cornerbacks. I think a better playing defensive line will ease that pressure. Yes. Let these guys be okay. Let these yes. guys grow. Mm-hmm. So with that, you know, I am good. I'm good. I don't. We don't need to discuss the defense. The defense <laughs> is going to be all right. Now watch these dudes give up like seventy points on Sunday. <laughs> No, nah, but I mean, I'm, I'm good. So given that, mm-hmm. given what we have on defense and what we've done on offense, I'm now looking at you. All eyes are on you. I'm looking at you. Patrick Manley, he's in the room with us now. He's in the studio. He's looking at you too, Javon. Eagles, what's going to happen this year? 2017 Eagles. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Yep. 500 third place in the – Guess what, man? What? Because this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We go out on limbs. You've now said eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going ten and six. 
Really? Ten and, ten and six, winning the NFC East. Okay. You looked right. at their schedule, right? Yeah. Yes. At Seattle? You see that you see that road trip in December, hey, look, right? Man, at Seattle. I, 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 I do see it. LA, New yeah. York, Raiders here on Christmas. Yeah, we'll beat the Raiders. All right. I mean, I, I, <laughs> this, this is podcast. So you can't see the face I'm making right, right now. But ten and six. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Ten and six. Javon saying eight and eight. All right. So so we're, we're good, right? Yep. We're good. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, look, man. As as we wrap up, we're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, I had asked you before we before we did the show. I asked you if we were going to talk about this, and I wanted to talk because since we're breaking down football mm-hmm. and we're talking football. Obviously, that means we're going to watch football this weekend. Yes, a lot of people are boycotting. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, other than the fact that you know you, you, you do sports, you run a sports website, so you had to watch. But like, if if you were just Joe fan, would you boycott? Would you have boycott? No, because even if we boycott, the NFL still gonna make their money. Mm-hmm. They still gonna get it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if we you know boycott, what does that? What does that prove? Because the NFL still making money. Fans still going to come in and, you know, sit in their seats. But they're going to still, you know, the NFL still going to do what they're going to do. Now, here's the decision I made. Mm-hmm. Because I, I probably could have. I could have boycotted if I wanted to, whatever. But but you would feel I, the pain from social media, seeing all your friends talk about football. You yeah, just I, like, I'd, I'd, I'd have to find like, something I'd, else. I'd turn my phone down. I gotta, turn, I, I gotta, do, I gotta find something else. I gotta go read a book or something. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like this, uh, and, and I thought about it, and because I felt like I needed, I felt like I needed to do something. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, you know, I didn't want to boycott, and I chose not to. I chose well. I'll put it this way: I chose not to not watch games because. My family is not a Nielsen family, right? So since we're not a Nielsen family, mm-hmm. it does you know us watching doesn't make any bit of difference. Exactly, you know, Same it, doesn't, for me. it doesn't change. You know, it doesn't change their ratings. Their ratings nope. are not dependent on my, you know, my viewership. Mm-hmm. However, I have decided because I, I, I do feel like I feel like Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed. Yes, I feel like it's not fair. I feel like I sat there through this through this preseason and watch game after game after game and watching quarterbacks that aren't as good as uh, Colin Kaepernick with jobs. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Something needs to be said. You know, it need, You know, even if we don't boycott, you know, it needs to be said and it needs to be said often. Like, you know what? I know what you did. Right. So I decided, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This year, not buying any NFL license merchandise. That's a good I'm idea. Not, I'm not going to spend. That's actually a I, smart idea. I am not going to buy any NFL licensed merchandise. And I'm somebody, you know, I I usually buy, you know, a T-shirt or a sweatshirt, you know, something every year. You know, I, I got tons of Eagles T-shirts. I got tons of Eagles sweatshirts, got hats, everything. I'm like, not going to buy any NFL licensed merchandise. No, I don't really go to a lot of games. Right. But I said, you know, if I do go to a game, if, if the opportunity goes, I'll buy my tickets off eBay or Craigslist Stub or StubHub where my money just goes in another dude's pocket right. and not to the NFL. Exactly. But even then, it's like, all right, I don't know. You know, it's like even if I did go, I'd, I'd go and I'd eat before I came. So I'm not spending any money in the stadium. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm going to watch this game. Then I'm going to go home. But no, like the NFL is not going to get any of my money this year. That's you know, and, and, and I feel like. Not only is the NFL not going to get any of my money, mm-hmm. but it's, I feel like, you know, it needs to be said often as possible. We know what you did. 
we know what you guys colluded in doing. You know, because I feel like that's that's what happened. I feel like yes, I feel like Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed. Oh, certainly. Yeah, he, you know, there's absolutely no reason for him to not have a job. And because of this, you know, because because of this, you know, it's like we know what you did. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's like the, the you know the best course of action is acknowledgement. Right. You know, it's like yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to you know flip my life around for you. Mm-hmm. But be clear, I know what you did. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to say it over and over. You know, I'm sitting there, you know, I look, you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. and, they're try- and they're they're basically trying to be the NFL Sixers at this point. Yes. Because they know they have no quarterback. They know they're not going to get good. And even before the season has started, they're tanking. Yeah. They're tanking. And they for the Jets. Yep. Same thing. Exactly. Colin Kaepernick would be the best quarterback in New York not named Eli right now. Yeah. No, seriously, he would. So He'd be the best quarterback in Jacksonville and actually might give Jacksonville a chance to make the playoffs. I'd love to see I'd love to see Colin Kaepernick and uh Fournette. That's, that's that would work. That would work. That would work. That would work. But you know what? Hey, it is what it is. So I watch you know, I'm gonna watch these games. You know, I, I respect people who've chosen not to watch it. You know, yeah, I'm you not gotta gonna, respect you know, it. You know, it's like everybody can do something. We don't yeah. all have to do the same thing. Yeah, some people you can know. watch it, some you people know, like you do don't like, buy merchandise. Yeah. Some people can donate to the I know my rights camp, you know. Yeah. You can do exactly. many different avenues. Uh, we we can all do you know, if you believe uh, you know, if you believe in this strong enough, you know, if you, if, if you believe this then you can do something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to do what I do. I don't have to do what you do. But as long as we're doing something, it's Acknowledgement. Cool. Acknowledgement is it's cool. All right? All right. Yo, that's show number one, man. I'm glad I made it through. I'm, I'm glad you made it through, too, because, you know, you know I, 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 I was sure. I, I, knew you, I, I knew you'd be all right. <laughs> I knew you'd be all right. We're going, you know. So we're going to come back next week. Yep. We're going to discuss this Eagles uh Redskins game. Mm-hmm. We're going to preview the next game. Yep. Because Eagles are going to come back and they're going to be 1 and 0. And we're going to be feeling good. We're going to be talking about Carson Wentz winning the MVP. Oh, uh just like we were last year. <laughs> Look, remember all that excitement we had when they started off 3 and 0? They, yes. they came out the gates. You know, they came out they beat Cleveland and we were all calling them world beaters. Right. You know, so the same team that we talked about why why Redskins sucked and they're full fake, they're gonna beat the Redskins and we're gonna act like they just beat the Patriots. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna act the, the exact same way. <laughs> I, I wanna believe you. I wanna believe you. Oh no, I think it's gonna be a close one. It's gonna be close. All right. Well look. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that is the best in the world sports report. Before we go, just a reminder, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At BITW Sports. You can all remember, hit Javon up on Twitter. What's your tw- uh, Twitter handle? At Jovan10, J O V A N 1 0. All right. And also at Total Sports Live? Yep. At Total Sports Live. What's going on on Total Sports Live this week? What do you have? Um, this week, what did we have? We had some Sixers stuff up there, some Temple uh, review of their loss against Notre Dame. Um, some NFL picks for you. you guys want to get some NFL picks and preview. Got some flyer stuff coming. Is that flyer stuff from, from Caitlin? Yes, it is. Oh, my girl Caitlin Hamilton from Sisters Talking Pucks. Yes. I'm so proud of that girl. Yes. I love that girl. Shout out to Caitlin. <laughs> Shout out to Caitlin. Love you, Caitlin. All right. That's it for us. Thanks for checking us out. Once again, hit us up on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com. SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. 
slash bitw sports or we're on itunes too y'all itunes search the best in the world sports report my name is john brown that's javon alford we'll see you guys next week peace you're listening to the best in the world sports report listen to this show in its entirety every saturday at 8 a.m on the philly gold flow at phillygoflow.com 